0: If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with a 26-year-old man from London. We discuss his recent transcontinental whirlwind romance, what it's been like dating during COVID, what it's like dating while living at home with your parents, the struggles of being a hopeless romantic in today's dating world, and more. This is a really great episode where we just kind of talk about the different ins and outs of dating and the different challenges that we all face that sometimes make us feel really isolated and really like everyone else can be in a relationship except for us and why are we not deserving of love or why has it happened for them and not me and I just love this episode specifically because a lot of the times we hear this coming from other women and and our female friends and it's really nice to hear that we're not the only ones struggling it it's hard for guys too. It's hard for everyone. There's nobody immune from the struggles of modern dating. And so I'm super excited for this episode. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD or any CBD for that matter, you are missing out. Mindset Wellness CBD's products, all of their gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, organic, and they taste incredible. They've helped my anxiety. They've helped me sleep at night and I couldn't recommend them more highly. Head to mindset on the com and use code Seeing Other People at checkout for ten percent off and free shipping. What are, are you more nervous or more excited?
1: Do you know what? I think I'm more excited. Like I never thought I'd do. I don't know. I just didn't like kind of picture myself doing this, and I was like, Do you know what? Like, why not? Like, you got, you got to put yourself in positions and like do things that you don't always do. So I was like, Yeah, go for it.
0: well if it makes you feel any better I also never pictured myself doing this (laughs) (laughs) but here I am I love it so welcome to unfiltered welcome to seeing other people I'm so excited to have you here um why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself how old you are where you're from what's going on in your life and and what you're here to talk about without of course saying your name because your name is officially anonymous
1: today my name is officially anonymous. Um, well, I am from London, from the UK. Um, 26 years old, touching 27 in the next few months. Not not something I want to talk about because, you know, it's all about getting older. Um, hey,
0: are you calling me old? <laughs> I'm 27.
1: Look, I mean, we're closer to 30 than 20 and that, that frightens me on a daily basis. But, you know, you got to move past that kind of stuff. So, um, But, yeah, I guess, like, working now working in the city as you know um so had a little bit of a bit of a transition recently with that but i guess dating has been a bit interesting for the last sort of like i'd say i I say 18 months and then i'm just like yeah basically covid but i guess prior to that as well i've always been on a bit of a an interesting dating journey so uh i guess that's what i'm kind of here to talk about amongst other things you know I'm open to talking about anything so
0: amongst Uh, other things
1: why not why not
0: why not I'm excited partially because obviously in the unfiltered episodes we can get into some like really intense really heavy and specific topics but other times we kind of just talk about what's going on in, in some of our dating lives and I think that these episodes are, are some of the most helpful ones, at least like the majority of the audience. Mm -hmm. My goal with every episode is to help at least one person. But I think just hearing people's relatable, like normal kind of dating struggles is, is what ultimately does make us all feel a little less alone. And, and so that's why I'm really excited to have you here. Also, I'm excited to hear from you as a male (laughs) specimen, because, you know, we sometimes like to think that like, oh, like, all guys just break women's hearts mm. all day long. And if they want a relationship, they can go find one. But if we want one, we have to get our heart broken 27 times before finding love. So it's not true, you guys,
1: it's well, not true. I mean, I totally agree. And I, I am more than glad to be here as, as you know, as a male <laughs> specimen, as you put it. But I, I'll, I'll have you know, I mean, I've, I've kind of been like known to, I guess have a bit more of like a, a feminine brain or a feminine mind. I've been told that before. And do you know what? Gotta embrace it, you gotta take it on and just like gotta run with it. Um, uh, but I, I guess like when it comes to that kind of stuff, like I'm like very, very emotional, very sensitive. And that's like, I don't know, I guess like you don't always come across that kind of stuff. But yeah. But is
0: that is that just you or do you think that's mo- actually almost everyone, most people you just don't know about it?
1: Look, it's one of those things that you're not always gonna see like naturally you're not always going to see that with people but I guess I have like male friends that total opposite end of the spectrum and you mm-hmm. can you can you can see that like you can tell right um but I like having I don't know I guess like the mind and the thoughts that I have because that's what makes me me so I wouldn't change that
0: I love that wow <laughs> I'm like smiling just from hearing that guys that is that is the energy we need to be bringing into 2022 Oh, like, we need
1: some good energy, yeah.
0: <laughs> we we need a lot of it. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what's going on in your dating life right now, and and how we got here.
1: Okay, that's a good one. Um, I look. I guess I've been I've I've been single for a while, like as far as like exclusively in a relationship, pr- like pre-COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess like in between the time of like March 2020 to now. I tr- I kind of tried, like, bits of the COVID dating, like, lockdown dating, and that was not something that I was a fan of, like, in terms of you go for, like, lockdown walks and various other bits, like, I don't know, I just found it, like, totally, like, weird, totally new, but I guess we were all kind of, like, adapting to that kind of situation, Um mm-hmm. but I kind of, I found it quite hard to meet people, like, during the time, as I'm sure everybody did, and, I guess, like, back in March 2020 as well, I moved back home. So I was living out. And then I moved back to live with my parents for however long. Um, I said it was going to be six months. And I guess we're, like, 18 to 19 months later. And I'm still here. But, you know, You're that's still here. How, how it happens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, did sort of, like, different different bits of, like, lockdown dating. In the UK, I think the lockdowns are slightly different. I think we had about three three different lockdowns. Three different
0: lockdowns. And and from what I know, they were all, for the most part, more intense than the lockdowns in in the US. Um, At least I know when I was able to go out and do things um, and we would be like chatting back and forth, like you were not able to do anything.
1: Yeah, you're pretty much right. Um, It was either like curfews and things like that. And, you know, you couldn't be out sort of past eight or nine o'clock in the evening. And then there were periods of times where you couldn't be out at all um right. so that made it obviously very very difficult to to date and that I guess kind of brought me to the point of like well if you can't go out and do that what's the point in trying to meet people at all so i mean i sort of like i use one dating app I'm, i like i don't know if i'm allowed to like sort of talk about the dating app i use but um i mean i use hinge it's the only app i've i've kind of like ever used um mm. And it kinda of led me to think like, should I really be on the app? Should I not? And then like, maybe is it the right time for me, maybe you know, just like wipe it all and kind of go clean slate kind of thing. So um I kind of I kinda of went through those phases of like deleting and re downloading. I think everybody goes through those phases. Like all of my friends do.
0: Many a phase over
1: here. Went through many, many <laughs> a phase. <laughs> Love that. Um and yeah, I guess like I, I kind of got back on it when we were coming out of our lockdown, sort of around, like, summertime, like, a couple of months mm-hmm. ago. And um, I I guess I, so I met someone um, through Hinge, really, really nice girl, um, although turned out she didn't live in this country. She was only visiting. Um, and I knew that from the offset. And I even still got, like, very emotionally involved, like, very quickly. Um, and she was like she was basically in the uk for like i think like three weeks i think it was and i would like comfortably say i think we spent about like somewhere between like seven and eight full days together so it was like Mm -hmm. fairly intense like and i guess we knew that like we kind of rushed that because we were like okay well we know we like each other we know we enjoy each other's company and we both know that you're going home so we were like let's spend time together blah 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 she had kind of like to my understanding, just come out of like quite an intense relationship and was in like a bit of a rough place. And I was like, that's really hard. Like totally respect. She very much like opened up to me about all of that as well. And um, I kind of like had to prepare myself that like, as soon as she goes home, like that's it. It's kind of like very much done. And I always find that hard because I, I always get sort of like quite involved. Um, and it kind of like got to the end of the like the time that we were spending together and we'd sort of like spoken every day and like sort of seen each other most days. I was very much gutted and we were we'd kinda of like come to a decision that we'd kind of try and carry on speaking and see what happens. Um, although at some points we were also like maybe we should just leave it and like, you know, you're going back home. You've just come out of like a really serious relationship and like she basically lives in, in uh in the States. So it was quite like a long time difference and distance as well and um we carried on speaking um we wanted to kind of like see each other but I don't know it was it was going to be a bit difficult and um we ended up actually seeing each other again when I flew to Canada um a couple of weeks ago she flew up there as well said she was visiting a friend but I was obviously there at the same time and she I think she was visiting a friend what are the
0: odds of that
1: though I mean I I did meet a friend and she was lovely but (laughs) um and essentially it all kind of went wrong and like I I have to kind of like withhold bits of information because it got like very deep and like Mm. we both very much like opened up to each other and like I'd say we like pretty comfortably put ourselves in like very vulnerable, like places with each other. And, um, it was like a big shame. And like, it, it kind of ended on like, what I would say is like bad terms, Cause like, we've not spoken since it kind of like, it kind of ended. And I know I sort of like spoke to you and said, like, I've got like this situation and whatever, like, and that was at that point, I thought that was the end of it. That must've been like however many weeks ago. And, um, it kind of carried on from there. Like we carried on. Speaking so hold on,
0: hold on. Let's, let's back up. Uh, when you guys saw each other in Canada, is that when things started to turn or was it after that? Like, where was this like really vulnerable communication happening? Was this in person over video chat on the phone, over text? Like we gotta, we, we gotta paint the picture. <laughs> I, need the
1: I, I I totally recognize like i've given you the broadest like painting ever and like you're gonna have to pinpoint some of this like That's this is fine, so abstract <laughs> there's a lot going on there so um basically it got fairly like vulnerable and it got fairly like open from early doors basically in london like and and i was like all for that it kind of felt right i wasn't like averse to anything like that um and i kind of i guess i kind of had the view though that i wanted it to kind of go somewhere when being open with someone and um we carried on sort of speaking like i said um in between sort of like me traveling to canada to see a friend and then she obviously flew out um and i was kind of how,
0: how long of a time period was that
1: i'd say it was a matter of about three weeks two and a half to three weeks it was like it was a little it was like a little bit of time but it was like enough to make me miss her and like still want to see her and you know we kind of kept that up as much as we could in between that time period as well even though I mean I'll be honest I was kind of led down a bit of a garden path like in, in respect of at one point I thought it wasn't going anywhere and then at another point she was kind of like yeah let's see where it goes and see what we can do and and I'm the kind of person that like I'll fully invest like if I think it's firstly like worth doing. Mm -hmm. um and secondly like if i kind of get the green light in a way like if someone says like you know the feelings are reciprocated like let's kind of go for it like that's like a good a good position to be in um so i kind of you know i kind of went with that and um spent time with her in in canada when i was there um and that was only for like 24 hours because the crossover that we we had together was very very short So, yeah, it was like it was a fairly intense 24 hours, I guess, kind of like the same sort of situation, knowing that like time's limited and like make the most of it sort of thing. And I was very much in like two mindsets of like, you know, do I really want to start like investing again? And like, I mean, at the same time, like I probably shouldn't be thinking that heavy. Like Mm -hmm. it's someone that I've just met, like enjoy yourself, like go with it, see what happens but I always play devil's advocate with myself. Like I'm always like, well, you know, should you, like how's it going to benefit you and blah, blah, blah. So,
0: Or also like, well, if I'm thinking this heavily about it, even though I just met her, like maybe it means something, like maybe this is something I need to fight for.
1: This is the thing, like I very, I wouldn't say very rarely, but it's not often that like I'll meet someone and I'll have an immediate connection with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like the circumstances around it, or if it's the exact individual or like it's like you know you hear the term like love at first sight right I don't know anyone that truly believes in that and like I don't know anyone that's really had that and like I mean if someone has great I'd love to hear it like let me know like I want to know but love is such like a in my opinion it's such a complex thing like it's more like infatuation really like you know you you love the idea of something and like you you very much love spending time etc etc but can you really like love someone from the second you see them but yeah I kind of like I was like yeah I kind of do want to like fight for this in a way and it kind of just like it didn't work like I invested I guess like by seeing her and I know she did as well and I think she had a very much more like laid-back mindset than mine and I, I get that because like she'd just come out of quite a heavy relationship and she was probably just enjoying like spending time with me and seeing me or at least i hope she was um otherwise she probably wouldn't have seen me in another country but yeah it was kind of just like it 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 kind of ended a bit badly because i felt like like i said before i was kind of led down the garden path like i believed one thing and it kind of turned out to be the other um whereby she sort of said i'm not really ready for something i've just come out of a relationship and that was a bit like, I was like, that's totally fair enough. She was very much like, it's not the, the distance or anything. And I was a bit surprised by that. Cause for some people it would be like right. distance is distance. And, um, yeah. And then it kind of like, it transpired that it wasn't really about the fact that she just come out of a relationship and it was more so about me and like the situation in itself. And like, if it would actually work between the two of us and if we were compatible and
0: what about you? or what about her
1: I think it was more projections on on herself personally from the things that i've been told and most things were like you know i'm worried you're not going to like me like the more you get to know me like i'm not going to live up to your expectations and i'm i'm like there's only a certain level of reassurance you can give someone at such an right. early stage of like i like you i like talking to you like and i'm like i recognize that people are busy and I recognize like people don't always use their phones and it's really funny. I'll, I'll go off on a tangent on something, by the way. So just stop me if you want. But I have a friend of mine that's basically just been dating someone for a couple of months and he texted me earlier on this afternoon. He's spoken to this girl every single day for two months. And he's been on like five or six dates with her. So like a fair amount of dates, like they enjoy spending time together, like etc etc. et, cetera, et cetera. I won't get into the finer details.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he basically messages me and he goes, I've not heard from her since Thursday. So I was like, okay. so it's been like quite a few days and they had spoken pretty much every day since like since they matched or whatever. And then they've seen each other. And he was basically like, you know, what does it mean? Am I being ghosted? Like, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm I'm very much under the impression that like this generation, our generation, like we all have our phones and I get that people are busy. But like people can still send that message and say like, hey, thinking about you, whatever, like I want to see you, but I'm really busy at the moment. but. There's no like real transparency nowadays. I I feel like it's quite rare. Um, So yeah, I mean, I tried to give that reassurance and like we did speak quite a lot, but it kind of just, it it filtered out in itself. And I think it was kind of like self-sabotaged in a way, if that makes sense. Um,
0: Yeah. Well. So yeah. As she was telling you about like that she had just gotten out of a, a relationship and like obviously opening up to you about that, Did you think that this is a person who could be ready for something serious or real?
1: I think that's, it's down to the situation, surely. Like it's down to the person that you meet. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. When you come out of a relationship, like you're not in the right place or like most people aren't in the right place to date let alone meet someone or speak to someone like they're going through their own grieving stages they're going through their own thought processes but i guess like i guess i was fairly selfish in that respect i thought about myself i thought about my feelings and i was like well i like this girl and i want to spend time with her and like i hope that she wants to do the same thing and you know when i think about it in the long run i recognize like that's probably not going to work like if someone's not ready like to invest on their end you know, one person can't do both the work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work like flat out. Like someone needs to be like, both people need to be ready for it to be successful. But at the time I was very much in a different mindset. Um, so you're right. Like the answer to that, like you're totally right. But, um, yeah. I was closed minded. So, yeah.
0: Well, I like what you said, that, like most people come out of a relationship and, and need time because I, I do know of people who like, Got out of a relationship, but they had already kind of come to terms with that relationship ending and they had already, wow, like throughout the breakup period or leading up to the breakup, they had already mourned the relationship. So they truly got out of it and were like, okay, yes, I I have to get back to a, a good place, but that just that wasn't the relationship for me and I'm ready to go find the right relationship. So I do think there are some specific cases and and everything is situational, but there are some specific cases where you can leave a a long-term or serious relationship and be ready for the next thing. But I do think it's, it's worth having that conversation early on.
1: Yeah. And like, like you say, I mean, it's, it's circumstantial, isn't it? Like it depends on the, on the situation. It depends on the relationship and, you know if if, it's like if you know that it's coming to an end or if you know you're losing feelings or like it's like how people end up dating then they're like they realize they're better as friends Mm -hmm. like naturally that kind of stuff can come to an end and like you'll probably be in a better position then to meet somebody else or date whereas like you've just come out of a really long relationship with someone that's like just totally broken it off really randomly um so from that like respect like i totally get that um but yeah, it was a bit like it was just a bit of a shock to the system in a way. I was a little bit like I was upset with myself in a way because I kind of like was saying to myself all along like Is this the right thing to be? in? like, you know, should you really be thinking like this? Like, put your put your feelings first. But I kind of ran with it. Like, you know, like I I kind of guess you know I went with my heart rather than my head in a way. And like, I do that a lot. So, <laughs> and <I> didn't want <laughs> it didn't.
0: You and right. me both. You and me both. Um, one one question I have, and I feel like this is the obvious question, is like before realizing it wasn't going to work like when you guys were were kind of in the heat of it and and feeling connected to each other and and wanting to see where it goes what were what were your friends obviously we don't know what her friends necessarily were saying to her like what were your friends saying to you because it's like a transcontinental relationship (laughs) during a pandemic (laughs) like you know COVID's still here and obviously like long distance is hard to begin with but um Obviously from, from London to the US is harder than most normal long distance relationships. Of
1: course. I mean, my friends give me the tough loving, whether it's whether it's local or abroad when it comes yeah. to relationship advice. Um but I explained it to a few of them. And they were kind of like I had some friends that were like, see it as it is. It's probably something just casual and like, you know, see what happens and enjoy it while it's there. Um and I had some friends that were a bit more like run with it like you know you know you never know what can happen but those are my friends that are like were in long relationships and one of them was another one I was mentioning earlier that's that's doing sort of long distance and I guess that's from his own experience but yeah it was difficult like I don't know my, my friends are very much just like you need to you know stop seeing it as if it's like a film or as if it's like kind of go the exact way that you want it to go because the likelihood is it isn't and, and i very much was like why can't i have that mindset why why can't i think that like you know you meet someone you connect with them you really connect with them and you think it's going to go somewhere like ultimately you think they could be the person that you end up you know not spending the rest of your life with but like that's how it all starts right when, when you do right. meet someone that you spend your life with like it has to start somewhere um and like i think i just got carried away Um, but yeah, my friends were a bit like the majority of them were like, Hmm, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) is this the right thing for you? But I expected that, you know? Yeah. Fair enough.
0: No, it's, it's interesting to hear kind of that thing of like wanting it to be like a a fairy tale, like rom-com type of romance. Cause I think that's something that we all want and, and whether or not we admit it, we all kind of shape our relationship expectations off of that. We're like, we're going to meet yeah. someone and and like, we're going to bump into each other and drop everything in our bag. And then I'm going to pick up their phone. They're going to pick up my phone. And then it's going to be this whirlwind of like a day <laughs> or a week trying to get the phone back to each other. And then in that we get these little messages that like open us up to the person and we fall in love with the person before we even meet them. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow that was what a journey I just went on um <laughs> but um no it, it is really hard because that's obviously that's not real life and that's not what we have experienced but when we start to feel something even an ounce of that like what you just went through it it's like okay well maybe this is the time where it is going to work out
1: yeah I think it's like I mean it's hard to put into context. Um, it's hard for like other people to see it and feel it and realize it. And, and that's fair enough. But, and I mean, I also recognize that like nowadays online dating is the way that people primarily meet people, right? Like that's just the way it is. And that's COVID or pre-COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like anyone that's gone into, you know, their local coffee shop to get a coffee and, you know, all of a sudden they've forgotten their wallet and, and the person behind's like, don't worry, I got you, I'll pay for it. And yeah. then they strike up. I don't know anyone that's had that. Do um, you want to know something not... funny,
0: actually? I, and I haven't told this story. Um, but with my boyfriend, Jake, I had actually originally, when I matched with him on Hinge, I had asked one of our mutual friends about him. And she was like, oh, my God, he was my, like, my knight in shining sweet green armor because I got to the cashier and with my salad and I realized I forgot my wallet and he just appeared out of nowhere and was like oh I'll cover it and like they had met like they they knew each other from like 10 years before and suddenly he's just there to like pay for her salad and so I was like you know what that says a lot about him like okay I'll I'll Go on a date with this guy.
1: J- Jake's essentially Superman, and he's just basically yeah. taken the position that I just described. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I mean, it didn't happen for me, but it happened to someone else. And so, yeah. by some like property of science, what like the transitory property or something, like I'll take on that experience and pretend. A hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. I mean, I, I would love to vicariously live through that story and hope. That it might happen <laughs> to me. Obviously, not with Jake, but you know, um,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, it's uh, it It's funny how those kind of things work. Um, and like, sometimes, I mean, I know, I mean, you're obviously in the States and stuff like London's got something like 7 million people in it. But it's funny how it can be such a small world sometimes. And you bump into yeah. people that you either know or you've come across and you're like, this is such a big city. Like, why is this happening? There's got to be some sort of reason around it. Um, yeah. But you've got to, you know, you've got to live for those things. You've got to love those things. Totally. Totally. So.
0: So a few, a few questions for you unrelated to the story you just told, but just related to dating and and your dating life. You mentioned that you have been now living at your parents' home for the last 18 months and, but you've also been (laughs) dating through that. You've found ways to date while doing that. And I know that's something that has happened to a lot of the Seeing Other People listeners. I mean, I was home for a year. um, And it's also a lot of people who like just got out of school, like they, they, they're still living home. Um, Mm. because they're waiting to like get a job before they move or, or it's also just, I mean, specifically in New York, it's been impossible to get an apartment. So for anyone who's living at home, um, what has that been like? And, and for anyone who also is, is not living at home, but might come across somebody else who's living at home. I know it, it's always been this kind of taboo thing where like, oh, I don't want to date someone who lives with their parents, but then like. We all yeah. kind of did for a while. So now it's somewhere in, in the middle of like, oh, this is actually pretty normal, but like I'd rather not probably, but it's still normal. So what's that been like?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a weird transition because I was living in an apartment for, um, I love how you say apartment, by the way, we call it a flat, uh, but I was living in this flat for a couple oh, of years flat. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a friend of mine who I used to work with in my old job. Um, and really great place great location like it was a dream essentially it was like 20 minutes into king's cross like central london whatever and you know i went through pockets of dating during that period you know and it was just like you had the independence you had the freedom that you needed and like essentially if you wanted to like cook someone dinner or like have a movie night in it's not a problem you know it's Mm -hmm. your place it's your space doing that at home restricts you and limits you naturally because it's almost like and i'm you know it's ultimately you're like um in the family group chat do you mind if i borrow the lounge like do you mind if i like i'm downstairs for a bit and then it's like if you want to go that step further and you're like yeah i've got someone coming over it's like the questions you get asked is just like and that's like for a
0: first or second date too
1: (laughs) and it's just way too much to to take in way too much to take on and and, an answer like you're not always going to have the answers to those questions anyway. And then being asked that, but I get it. Like parents are parents and family members are family members, they're going to ask those questions. You just have to embrace it. And it's just like, where do you go from here? And it was, it's very much been challenging. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the majority of like the dating I'll do is not in my house. Like I won't you know, be cooking someone dinner or having a movie night in because it just makes it awkward and you want to avoid that awkwardness. And it comes on to the point of what you say is like people's perception of other people that live at home and dating them you get restricted you you slightly get restricted and and that's frustrating because it means a you may miss out on the opportunity of meeting someone or dating someone based on the fact that they live at home and Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean it's it's very much been like it's been difficult it's been challenging and like I'm going to try and put it into like I think the number of people I've dated since March 2020 has probably been like four separate people in like the last 18 months um like whether you think that's a lot or a little like i don't know
0: define dated like like including like gone on a date with
1: uh no i'd say like at least three dates okay like spoken to for like at least a few weeks like been on a few dates gotten to know them on like a certain level like Mm -hmm. has been like around four people and Um, how
0: many people including those who you like went on one date with do you think there have been
1: probably like seven or eight. Okay. There was a couple of, uh, walking lockdown dates, but they were, uh, that's as far as they went. I'll put it that way. So
0: <laughs> and and how many people did you video chat date with who live in the U S during COVID?
1: Oh, wow. That's a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting question. The answer to that is, uh, is just the one. So uh, Got yeah.
0: it. good to know. <laughs>
1: um, So yeah, I mean, when I put it into like context, I put into the numbers, like, so if I dated like four people, essentially, that like I went on a few dates with only one of those people came to my house and that's frustrating. Like it's difficult, but I mean, to be fair, she also lived at home as well. So I kind of, you know, and for the majority of like the dates that we went on and there was quite a few, like it was just out and about and it was kind of like in between lockdown one and two, I think it was. Um, so there was a little bit more freedom in terms of like what you could do and where you could go but it was still very much like curfew times and like things weren't open as usual so you're improvising right you have to like you know if you want to make something work with someone and be adventurous and try and do something like you've got to think outside the box and that was difficult but um, yeah it's been it's been very much a challenge so like knowing that I'm sort of like jumping ship in the next few weeks and I'm moving back out and it's coming at like such a great time as well I mean I don't don't think it could have come at a better time for me in in terms of like transitioning jobs you know it's like end of November at the moment like it's going to be a new year it's a new start sort of thing like I'm all for that so um, hopefully that will maybe bring up some new dating opportunities but you never know.
0: I mean it sounds like across the board you're in you're, you're getting yourself into a really good place. You know, like you're, Mm. you started a new job. You're like you said, like you're moving into a new flat. Um, you just had this kind of like whirlwind (laughs) romance experience that maybe like reset your priorities a little and, and reminded you like what things are, are not going to work and what you do need to work. So I actually think you're, you're in a really good place. And that's something where, um, I I always try and reflect on like my relationships in the past, and and when I talk to people, whether it's like listeners or people who I'm I'm helping with their dating lives, it's like sometimes things ha- haven't worked out just because we're actually just not in a place for anything to work out. Like it had I met like Jake now, had I met him a year before, there's no world in which we would have ended up dating. I was not ready for it. I was not in a place for it. Um and yeah. similarly to like my past relationships had regardless like there was just no world in which they would have worked out because I wasn't there yet. Um yeah. and so I also wonder like what it's been like for you kind of ha- going through the last 18 months at home not being in a relationship when maybe like a lot of your friends are and, and living at home and yeah. feeling kind of not where you wanted to be in, in life at almost 27. because um, I know we often hear that from girls, but not from guys.
1: Yeah. I mean it's a really interesting point. And like I, I've probably missed out um quite a big part of like what I've been going on or like what I've been going through in my life during the last 18 months as well with like a, a career transition um but like you know me you know what i used to do for work and like mm-hmm. i wasn't furloughed or working from home at all during covid and like i know a lot of people the majority of people i know were doing that and that must have been such a challenge so i was very much like i've been living at home so i've been surrounded by family i've been working i was still working and i was still going out to work so i was still surrounded by my friends and my colleagues and during the last 18 months at times, is the loneliest I felt. And that puts it into context when you're surrounded by so many people of like the things that you can go through and like life and like general stuff and um and then obviously a pandemic coming into that and, and everything else. Um so it's yeah, it's very much been like a challenge and 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 that's just like the things that I talk about like just before are kind of just like that's just dating stresses and like I know everyone goes through them everyone goes through their own sort of stresses in life. Um, But to think that like some of those points were the loneliest I've been, even though I've been surrounded by so many people was quite frightening. Um, But, you know, that's what, you know, people go through it. Like people go through the ringer sometimes. Um, And that's kind of been what my life's been a little bit like without going into like details about it. But I think during that time as well, or during pockets of those times, I was probably like definitely not ready. Like not probably, like definitely not ready to meet someone. But I was telling myself that I was, because I wanted to, Mm -hmm. and like, it's pretty rough to like try and convince yourself that you're ready to meet someone. Because ultimately, like, even if the right person came along, right, like it's not going to work out because you're not ready. Like you say, like you weren't in a position. Should you have met, you know, the person you're dating now a year ago, like it wouldn't have worked out. If I'd have met whoever I'm meant to be with, I like it wouldn't have worked out. Like, flat out. And, it, and and you know what? I'd probably go as far to say as, like, if I was to meet them right now, we'd, we'd have to put some work in for it to work out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, even though... And that's probably saying something about my past experience with this girl that I just spoke about. Like, there was probably, like, some unresolved things from my end. In fact, like, there's definitely unresolved things from mine that I need, I'd need to, like, work on and, like, for me to be, like, the best person I could be for someone else, right? Um, so, yeah, it's been, like it's been a very interesting period. And then it's been an even more interesting period when you when you mix in dating with that. Yeah. So.
0: When when you say you were trying to convince yourself that you were ready even and, and that you wanted to find something even though you weren't ready. Is there, did you have any indication that you were forcing yourself to believe something that wasn't true? Or is it something that like you only were able to figure out in hindsight?
1: Um, so I had a friend of mine say to me and he he said this to me quite recently he said you need to stop having the mindset that every girl you speak to is going to be the person that you marry
0: <laughs>
1: right? and you know what i hate him for it because he's so right like yep. whenever i meet someone i'm like oh my god this person's amazing they are so great like you know this could be the person blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like hold on a second like slow down like just roll with it and see what happens like don't we're the sa- we're
0: the same person
1: <laughs> I think we might be like based yeah. on and I know I, do you know what I'm convinced you're right we probably are
0: yeah. and,
1: um, <laughs> and I was like I just I remember going through pockets of being like I feel lonely which means you know I feel alone I don't want to be alone I'm probably ready to meet someone why don't I just try and like and this was like me going back through my phases of like being on like hinge and then being off of it like a dating app and like trying to go back on it. And like, there's only so many times you can like delete and redownload an application and try and get new people on it, especially during a pandemic because there's no new people in your area. So uh, that was quite funny as well, especially like whilst I've been living at home, I'm not like in the city center, I'm in like the suburbs. It's a bit further out. Like everyone knows everyone around here. Like, you know, it's not as if like some unbelievable new persons coming in and totally blows your mind out, like, out the water. Like, it doesn't work like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I was definitely going through, like, periods of time where I was like, oh, okay, you're ready. Like, you're ready to meet someone. And when I think of it now, and it's only in hindsight that I do it, I'm like, that, that would never have worked. You can't convince yourself that you're ready to meet someone. You'll be ready when you're ready. Like, don't try and force it. It's like forcing someone into into a relationship or forcing someone to try and work on something that they don't want to do ultimately we deserve to be with people that want to be with us hundred percent hands down. Why do we convince ourselves at times? I know this is slightly off of a, like something else. And I, I use this example as like into the, the, the recent one that I just explained about dating this girl who ultimately like probably didn't like, didn't want to be with me, like flat out. Like if she wanted to, we'd probably be working on it right now. But like, why do we try and convince ourselves to be with people that don't want us?
0: Because we want to believe that we can be wanted
1: yeah, of course we can. Like and and we want to be wanted, but like that doesn't work. But th- but
0: that's why we try and convince people to like love us and be with us. I it's, mean, I've tried to yeah. convince so many people, <laughs> like I I don't have enough fingers to count it's like yeah. right here the number of people I've tried to convince to be with me when yeah. they were like, "Oh no, like we're not gonna date." And I'm like, "No, but but let yeah. me prove you wrong." And it's just like it's so crazy because we we can't see that When we're in it, we can't see that that is not right and that we deserve so much more than that. And I mean, that's why I think it's kind of awesome that your friend like saw what you were doing, thinking that every single person was going to be the one and said that you need to stop thinking that way. Because I mean, for me, I used to come home from every date saying, oh my God, I'm in love. My friends and I literally had a jar in our apartment where every time I did that, I had to put a dollar in. And so it's like in that situation it was like we joked around about it we made fun of it but nobody ever really said like Anna, this is wrong yeah like this is you're setting yourself up for failure and yeah. it's not going to work whether or not i was ready like even that specific behavior was just one of somebody who was not going to end up in a, the right relationship
1: it's it's interesting you said and, and i kind of want to ask you you a bit of a question here yeah um what is it that changed for you with your mindset then when you met Jake? Because... No, I didn't like
0: him at first.
1: <laughs> oh, flipping out. Okay.
0: That's what changed for me. Well, <laughs> okay. okay. So what changed is I I had been going on dates at, basically like in the past, every single person I've dated for the most part has made me feel like so much anxiety where okay. I'm so uncertain. Like I, I know I have like anxious attachment, like I know I'm a very anxious person, but my anxiety all came from dating and relationships and from my past experiences. So if somebody wasn't texting me back on a Friday night and we had been going on like six or seven dates at that point, like I would be convinced that it's because specifically because it was a Friday night, they were on a date with another girl. That is exactly where my mind could lead. They weren't in a movie. They weren't having dinner with their family or like helping their friend through something. Like they, the only possible option was that they were on a date with another girl. That right. was it. That's the right. only thing that they could possibly be doing if they weren't texting me back. <laughs> um, so that's just one example, but like, that's kind of how my mind operated. And so anytime I could make an assumption or be left guessing something or try to figure out like what's going on in their brains, I would just drive myself fucking crazy. Yeah. And obviously that's a me thing, but that also had to do with the people that I was choosing I was actively going after people who were making me feel like oh my god I'm in love after the yep. first date and then as a result a I would spiral and like self-sabotage because I was like this is too good to be true it's amazing like I need to be with this person like I need to make it work oh no what like they we had a great date but they haven't made a plan for another one they are they don't want to go on another one And then I just like, wouldn't be acting like myself because of these thoughts that were going on in my brain. Anywho, um, the, the main thing that happened was I kind of had gone through a series of, of situations where people had said to me, like, I like you, but Mm. I'm not looking for something serious. And so part of me stopped going on dates with people who said that, or once they said that I was like, okay, I can't continue doing this. I hear that word casual. I'm out. It doesn't work for me. And so I started like stepping in to kind of protect my heart, Um, which I could have done years before, but I didn't. But better late than never, right? Yeah, Um, totally. And the other thing was that right before I had gone on a date with Jake, I had gone on a few dates with this other guy who I... I thought was the one, like, I thought I was going to marry this guy. Like we were perfect together. And because of COVID we had been texting for like three months before we actually met in person, but then we met yeah. in person and like, it was better than expected. And yeah. so I was like, Oh my God, like I'm in love with this guy. This is amazing. And when we were together, the dates were like, actually our first date was great. Our second date was like very fine. Okay. <laughs> but I, but I still had this obsession with this guy where I was like, I need, I need me and this guy to date. I need it to work out. And I need him to like me. And so all I cared about was that he liked me, was that he told me he wanted to see me again. And in between dates, I was just going crazy with anxiety. And I went on this first date with Jake and it was like very fine. Not that exciting. Like it was 20 degrees (laughs) out. We were sitting outside. So like it probably, there was no world in which it would have been amazing. But I didn't leave with that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm in love. Oh my God, he's the one. I left with the feeling of like, I was like, fine, I don't know if I'll see him again. But he texted me right after. And he said, I had a really great time and I'd love to see you again. And so immediately that took all of the guessing and the assuming out. uh, Like that wasn't, it wasn't possible for me to assume or to guess or to kind of create these stories in my head. And so it was just like this really like comfortable feeling that I had never really felt before. Um, And then we went on another date and it was better. Like we definitely connected more. And he texted me again right after that and was like, I had a really great time tonight. I know you're going away for three weeks, but yeah. I'd love to talk while you're gone and see you when you're back. And I oh. was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I can do that. Cool. Yeah. And so it was kind of this like contrast in situations where I I felt so comfortable and confident yeah. and at ease with Jake versus this other guy where at one point my friend said to me like, Anna, do you even like him? I'm like, well, why does it matter if I like him? All that matters is that he likes me because it doesn't matter if yeah. I like him if he doesn't yeah. like me. And they're like, you're not answering the question. Do you like him? And I'm like, but does he like me? And I didn't even <laughs> like that guy. Like yeah. I didn't even actually like him. I just was so obsessed with not knowing that whether or not he liked me. And yeah. so really seeing like how comfortable and just like at ease I felt with Jake is what actually allowed me to like really be myself and, and mm-hmm. go through it with him and, and go through all of, like that, beginning stage of like not knowing if it's going somewhere or not but knowing that he wanted to see me and stuff so that's really what made a difference but i mean like i said had it been like six months before or a year before i mean i was in a really bad place with work i was really yeah. unhappy it's all that was all i could think about um yeah. and so it really was like the right person the right kind of person the right timing
1: yeah i think like I can very much sympathize with your mindset prior to that. Like, I think it's very normal for us to become attached or like obsessed with the idea of dating someone rather than the person itself. Yeah. And like, I've, I've had that before. Like I've been fixated on the fact that like someone might be the right person, but I'm more so like just fixated on the fact that, you know, this, you know, I want to date someone I'm dating them. Like it seems to be going fine. Like, but then we cut out like, sometimes we have to be ruthless with dating right like you meet someone you're not really that compatible like things don't go to plan whatever maybe you don't see eye to eye on certain things be ruthless like cut them out if you don't think it's going to work based on certain like certain things just do it but then again like when you're fixated on dating someone you're like yeah i can live with these things like maybe i'll just run with it and see what happens and like there were things like in this previous situation um with this girl whereby we definitely didn't see eye to eye on like when i think about it now pretty much fundamental things but i i oversaw that because i was like Mm -hmm. i'm invested you know like i've spent an amazing amount of time with this person it's been such a short period it's been really intense like i want to run with it i want to see where it goes and then afterwards you're like hold on a second like that's not going to work because you don't see eye to eye on some pretty serious things like take a step back but like when you're in the moment like we don't see like it's almost as if you need another you in the back just like tapping on the shoulder like hold on a minute like what are you doing like
0: yeah it's it's not even like the angel devil it's like the you and then the you that's 10 steps removed from the situation
1: 100% and like if only we could like be I don't know if, if only we had the, the privilege of having that opportunity to have someone say don't do it like You'd yeah. never know. But then again, like these are all situations that we have to live through and it's what defines us as individuals. And when it comes to dating and like, I I was like when I was younger and this is probably going to sound really, really random and really, really deep. Like I could always see where my life was going in the future when it came to dating. Like when I was 20 or 21, I, I dated someone for like three and a half years and I thought that was going to be the person that I married. And like, ultimately it fizzled out like due to a couple of like pretty serious reasons um and it didn't go anywhere and like after that I was like oh I'm never going to meet anybody and like I'm not going to meet anyone that's like them and I'm always going to compare and I do compare and it's awful and I know I shouldn't do it but it's it's almost as if like we do it because it's what we know and it's what we're comfortable with or or what we've been comfortable with and um when I was like younger I could always see where my life was going with dating and now it's like it's like I'm driving on a dark road with no likes and I can't see where I'm going and like I hate that. But at the same time, like, why should we have to know exactly where we're going? Or like, why should we always see it? Like, like at the end of the day, like I'm 26, like I need to slow down and take a breather and like run with it. Like enjoy dating. Cause like, to be fair, I've had pockets of time where I just hate it, but I just do it cause I'm like, I want to meet someone. Like right. I actually want to enjoy going on dates, but I'm the same as you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always anxious before a date. Like I always am without fail. I hate it. It's the preparation. It's like is this person going to live up to like the expectation? Like, have you sort of like blown it up in your mind? Are they going to look like their pictures? Like, is the chat going to be good? Is it going to be awkward? I do all of this, like when I'm on the train to meet someone and I'm, I almost like psych myself out. I'm like, you know, I might as well jump back on the other train and go home. Like, it's just not going (laughs) to work. And um, I want to get to the point where I like properly look forward to going on a date and just like run with it and see what happens.
0: Well, it's funny because surprisingly, I actually wouldn't really be anxious before a date. For me, okay. my first date anxiety was I'm afraid for this date to end because it's going well. And I know the second we leave, my brain's okay. just going to go crazy. <laughs> like if you've ever seen the movie Inside Out, like I'm picturing like sadness, but sadness being like the dating little human controlling yeah. me and like sadness, just like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um because like so but but at the same time I would be like well I'm supposed to be anxious before a date so like every time before a date I'd call like on my way I'd call my friend and be like what if I like don't have anything to say like what if it doesn't go well what if like they hate me and they're like Anna shut up like you're fine or you don't actually care I'm like but I'm so anxious they're like no you're yeah. not and I'm like realistically I actually wasn't <laughs> I just like thought I should be um yeah yeah,
1: I, I see what you I see what you mean with like the the anxiety that comes in afterwards, because it comes back to the transparency point. Right. Like I've not been on a date with someone for a really long time whereby I've like I've really enjoyed it. And I will always message someone pretty much like if I go out on a Friday night on a date, I'll message them on the Friday night and just be like, hope you got back safe. Like really enjoyed seeing you, blah, blah, blah. And I'll use the example like I went on a date last Saturday and um, like a first date. Went for like a drink basically up in central London. was really, really nice. Sent her a message afterwards. Didn't hear back for two days. And I was like, oh, okay. Like clearly it's not going to go anywhere. Like, you know, whatever. And and it did go somewhere. Like I I saw her like, you know, the other day. And like, I was very much like, I didn't want to, to do this. Like I didn't want to go on a date because of like the situation that I'd like gone through. And this wasn't actually a hinge date. It was someone that I'd been set up with. I've like, oh. never, never had that before and purely because it was like a, a through a friend of a friend I was like I have to give this a go like I can't just like I can't not even if I don't see it as a date like just get out like go enjoy yeah. like meeting someone new and um, like in between the time frame of like whatever a week it's basically been like two to three days of just like not hearing from her and the sole reason is what she says is she's just bad on her phone but doesn't mean that she doesn't want to see me now I'm kind of like Okay, like fair enough. Like, did she say
0: she's just bad on her phone or did she say, I'm just bad on my phone, but it doesn't mean I don't want to see you?
1: Yeah, pretty much. She was like, No, I'm like, I'm excited to see you. Like, I do want to see you. I'm just, I'm not good on my phone. And I'm like, On one hand, I'm like, That's fine. There's a level of transparency still. Like, someone that turns around and says, Actually, like, I do like you. I do want to see you, but I'm just not very good at using my phone or whatever. Like, I don't know many people that are like that, but fair enough. Like, it's each to their own. But I don't understand when people are just like, They just don't reply. Or they right. don't message. At least have the courtesy to be like, had a really great time, but like, it's just not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, especially when you're an invested person, like, your thoughts are going to be with that person. Yeah. So Just like, you know, let them know. Right. Be a bit courteous. But people aren't always like that, so. No.
0: Well... So okay, is, that,
1: is that a male I, thing? Like, it, it, I mean, I don't know because I often just, you know, I'd love for like a girl to turn around and be like, "Had a great time," but like, it's not going to go. No,
0: I, I mean, I I can't tell you how many girls have had this happen to them. Um, yeah. Where I mean, also like, I I have a lot of guy friends who have said to me like yeah like i don't want to go on another date with this girl but like do i have to say something to them or can i just let it fizzle out like say something like i will write it for you like okay okay like let me try writing it and then they'll write it and they'll send it to me and i'll be like this is so mean it does not have to be this mean you don't need to be going and pointing out like specific things like why you don't think it's gonna work out between you two. like just say you had a good time but like you're you don't see it going any further yeah (laughs) um but no, it's definitely look. it's not a gendered thing whatsoever. Like it, this is something that is just a problem in modern dating and it's really unfortunate. And it's, I mean, part of it is because we, people don't know how to communicate. Part of yeah. it's because people are afraid to communicate. And a lot of times people think like, oh, well, I don't want to like hurt the person by telling them I'm not interested. It's like, well, you hurt them more by not saying anything.
1: Exactly. Well, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if only everyone had this mindset, but people just don't, and it's so annoying. But then again, is it too much to ask? I don't know. I always play. It's these not. Guys. It's not. Um, Question yeah. for you. Sure. Go on so
0: as somebody who is a hopeless romantic who okay like you mentioned you just got set up I've been been talking to people about how like I know so many people who are just like so ridiculously eligible and they should have found somebody by now but they just haven't met the right person or it had they haven't met the right person in the right time the right place Mm -hmm. like whatever it is and they're people who just should like fully are capable of being in a really great relationship. It just hasn't happened for them. And I feel like sometimes that's the hardest part. It's the hardest place to be in because it's like, well, what's wrong with me where everyone else can find their person and find love and be happy, but I can't. And I feel like regardless of, of having been ready or not in the past, I feel like that is you, like you are the perfect example of that. Like you are, Hmm. you are the definition of eligible. You are somebody who is so thoughtful and caring and like you will go to the ends of the earth for like the per- the right person but yeah. you just haven't met that person yet despite thinking that every person is after the first date oh cool so like Absolutely. how do you and there's no real like right answer here I, i'm just like how do you kind of keep yourself going through that
1: <sighs> that is a heavy question um <sighs> do you know what i've had times where like i've just genuinely thought like maybe i'm just not going to meet someone and, like, maybe I just have to accept the fact that, like, maybe I've come across the right person. It's not worked out. And, like, it is what it is. And, like, those are very, like, like low feelings to have. Because it's just, like, you're, you're essentially accepting your fate that you're going to be single forever. And it's, like, it's going to be dogs and maybe adopted kids on your own. Do your thing. I mean, I'm all for that. And that sometimes you just you got to run with it. But at the end of the day, like, I guess, like, I know what I want. And, like, I know what I want to have. I know what I want to find um, with someone. And I know what, like, I know the experiences I want to share with someone. I want to grow with someone, like, emotionally and and blah, blah, blah. And all the gooey stuff that maybe, you know, not every male will, will communicate. Um, but ultimately, I guess it's just the hope that, like, I always tell myself when I meet the right person or when I find that person, it's going to be like nothing I've ever experienced before. And, like it's the the feeling or like knowing that I might even be lucky enough to have that opportunity. You want to keep going. Because if you don't, ultimately, you just accept defeat and you're like, whatever, it is what it is. And maybe it will come at like, I mean, I'm sure it could come in like different ways. It could either be the wow factor from like the first date, or it could be similar to what you had. Like it could be the, you know, okay, like it was cool, whatever, like maybe I'll see them again, like, and it will grow the way it's meant to grow, like naturally. But I think it's just like, it's the hopeful element in me. It's probably all the films I've seen and the things that I really want to happen. And maybe it will just happen like that. But if it doesn't, like, you know, then it doesn't. Maybe it's not right. But I'm sure at some point it will be. And that person will be right for me. And I'll be right for them at the right time. And like, when that happens, I think I'm just, I keep telling myself, like, it's going to be like spectacular.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that you said, like, that they'll be the right person for me and I'll be the right person for them and at the right time because you just said like what like why it's so hard yeah you just ex- stated exactly why it is so hard
1: there's so many boxes it, to tick
0: <laughs> so many and like we're just such like complex individuals that it's and and not like you and me in particular like everyone that it it's really hard for that all to fall into place and and it doesn't like you might think you see it and then you it doesn't happen or you might not see it and then it does happen um and whether it's it's the like part of you that's seen all these movies and like has that that sense of hope like whatever it is I, I think the important thing is that like you have something that that's keeping you going Of course, and that's something that like everybody needs to find in them
1: yeah, I feel that like you've got to have that, whether it's in like your dating life or your personal life or your work life, like it's such important things to have for you, like for your mental health, like for your well being, like but ultimately like the the only way I can kind of think of it right now is like from a dating perspective. And it's just like I know I recognise I need to take a step back sometimes and like I need to run with it. Just, you know, like let whatever is meant to be will be kind of thing. But I guess I just yeah, I guess I'm just a very hopeful person when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, like, I guess this kind of sounds a little bit bad, but I don't really want to, like, settle just for, like, you know, okay, you date someone, it's, like, mediocre and, like, whatever, you enjoy spending time with them, but it's nothing amazing. Like, I don't want to settle for that in a way. I want it to be, Well, like- if you
0: were going to settle for that, you you could be with somebody right now. Like, if you wanted to find a relationship, if you wanted to find a girlfriend, you could have a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't like to blow smoke up my own ass, but I I probably could. You no, know, but I, I you could, could. like literally, that. like
0: yeah. anybody could. If if yeah. that was the goal, just to to have a relationship, you could yeah. find somebody who wants to date you, and and that's that's for you, that's for me, that's for every single person who's listening. But like, that's not necessarily going to be the relationship that makes you feel fulfilled and and happy and worthy and yeah. the way you want to feel when you're in love.
1: The um, thing is, like, do you do you grow to have that with someone? Like, can you have that with someone? maybe that you just, you know, like you say, there's so many people on dating apps, yeah? You could literally jump on a dating app, you match them, you speak to them. But like, whatever you start dating, you go from there. Like, does it just grow to be something exceptional from there? Or does it just, like, stay sort of semi-standard and, like, you just run with it and, like, nah eh, it is what it is?
0: I think it depends. Because I, I, to be completely honest, I think the relationships that you're hoping, the kind of relationship that you're hoping to find where it's, like, fireworks and spectacular and over the moon and and you're saying these like poetic love things to each other every day like (laughs) those are the relationships that i actually think are obviously they're less common but i think they're a little they're they're riskier and they might not actually be the relationships that are being built to last yeah um whereas like, yeah, I know there's, like, research shows, and I know, like, I talk, I reference, like, Logan Uri and her book How to Not Die Alone a Lot, but, like, with what she's found in her, like, research is that it's 25% who the person is and 75% how you two build a relationship together. Yeah. And so my question is, like, do you believe, do you think there's, like, the one, do you believe in the concept of a soulmate?
1: Do you know what? This sounds really gooey, but I think you can be your own soulmate. I don't think like I don't think that there is one person out there for everyone. Like there's billions of people in this world, like, and do you know what it is? The any the only way I can think of it is like you date someone, you have an amazing connection, it goes really, really well, and it ends. And then you meet someone else. Like, and you don't you don't think you're gonna meet someone else, but you do. Everyone does. You meet someone else, you have an amazing connection, it goes from there. You might break up again, you might not like you know you can have those relationships you know you can work on it with someone i don't think there's the one like i just don't believe in that and like i mean i i'm very much like i stand by the fact like you got to love yourself before you can love someone else that like, you need to be in the right place like essentially you're in a relationship with yourself before you're in a relationship with someone else and like i just don't think there's one person like if there is let me know where she's at and i'll I'll book a flight i'll get in the car i'll do whatever right now but like <laughs> You can, you can have, surely you must be able to have those connections and feelings for, you know, anyone that you meet, like anyone that you strike up an amazing relationship with and a connection with and you're, you're attracted to and all of the various other elements that make an amazing connection and relationship. But I don't think there's one person personally. I
0: agree. I think there are different people for different times in your life and different situations in your life i mean i have a friend who were like if we never meet guys like it's because like we found our friendship soulmate and like how lucky yeah. are we to have that
1: yeah totally
0: yeah totally. so i and, and and i think i mean in my in, in terms of like my outlook on relationships like i don't think there is the one but i think you should be with somebody where you can't imagine there being a better one for you yeah at that moment And I I think that's the way it should be looked at.
1: Yeah, I think like, and that's a feeling that you have when you're in a relationship, right? Like you're in that relationship, you're invested, like it's going amazingly. You don't think about other people like, oh, they'd be like, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just not something that I can sort of comprehend because I've never really felt it before. And like, that's why I guess it comes onto like a totally different separate topic of like people being unfaithful and things like that. Like that's down to them, whatever. Like I've never done that. I never would, like, it just doesn't. It's not something that goes in my mind. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Dating's so funny. <laughs> what think about love.
0: It. What a thing.
1: Yeah. A <laughs> okay. Sort of I, I,
0: I want to let you go because it's really late at night for you. Yes. But before we end, I just want to finish by asking what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever gotten?
1: The best piece of dating advice I've ever gotten? I mean, i've said it on this you know like while speaking to you it has to be what my friend told me it has to be that you've got to stop going into every dating situation or scenario with the mindset of that, that individual is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with you ultimately you self-sabotage right put too much pressure on yourself you put too much pressure on them the expectations are too high and ultimately it will fizzle out it just won't work it may not even get to the stage of fizzling out but you kind of just you just got to run with it you've got to be hopeful if you're romantic like like me you've got to have the mindset that i've got and like you know you can have those amazing connections with people and and you can have everything that you dream of having um but you just got to ride the wave the dating wave and just i mean i'm saying it as if like i'm in a relationship when i'm really not i'm just really hopeful that you're in a
0: you know, relationship with yourself remember
1: ultimately yeah pretty much <laughs> um yeah but yeah that's the that's the best advice i've got
0: I love it well thank you so much I I can't end without saying if anyone's listening to this thinking wow I am the exact right person I am the one for this man <laughs> let me know because like he said he will he will book a flight he'll get on the train yeah. he'll get in the car um, but well, no yeah. for real I, I really appreciate you being here and, and thank you to everyone who listened um, I There there is hope for, for us hopeless romantics there is hope
1: I hope that there is. Uh, I hope
0: so, too. <laughs> Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKCIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, that too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads.
1: Welcome to the sisterhood!